Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Jumping back on for round two with us today is someone who has truly walked the walk during this chaotic year to come out with his business thriving better than ever, his relationships and community more love-centered than ever, and his smile brighter than ever. He is the owner and founder of Whole Health Connections, which is based in helping individuals become empowered in taking control of their health so they may reach their full potential and live their lives to the fullest, is the co-founder of a local Quincy-based movement called Ice and Iron, which is centered around creating community bonds and lifelong friendships through in-person and online connection, and is the co-author of Shelly Shines, a children's book dedicated to helping children discover the beauty in sharing their ideas with others. Please help me in welcoming my man, Rob Carney, back onto the show. What's up, Rob? That was an incredible intro. <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. You, I'm fired up just from that. <laughs> Hell yeah. My goal is always to get people fired up about themselves. Because like one thing I've noticed, especially about like men in the entrepreneurial world, we don't take a lot of time to actually like think about the things we've accomplished. Right. And so like my goal with every intro is to have the people I'm interviewing be really proud of themselves. Because like, dude, you've done incredible work, man, and you continue to do incredible work. And you've served as a great source of inspiration for me on my entrepreneurial journey, Likewise. which I haven't been on as long as you. And so, uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm really uh, excited that you liked it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's great. And it's it really something, too, that like you said, I don't give myself enough credit for certain things like the Shelly Shines. I got mm. something that's kind of like, I guess to me, it, it didn't really seem like work. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like writing, I like creating. I used to lead an after school program for kids. So to me, it was like, you know, it was just a passion project and it just yeah. kind of worked out the way it did and came together. So yeah, it's, it's a cool project. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Dude, you know, uh, it's so funny too, because like I've had that same, uh, mm-hmm. feeling as well with getting into work that feels so much more in alignment Mm. with who I am, what I am, what I want to serve to the world and being like, this doesn't feel like work. And it's, it's so funny to have to like deprogram ourselves from feeling as though like work has to be something we don't enjoy. Right. And like just that, um, I had someone the other day, I don't know if it was Leo Savage or someone else I talked with that was talking about how they've been changing out the word work for love. My buddy Papa wow, Scott actually, I right? Like that. So cool. like instead of working on myself, I'm loving on myself, you know? And just like the difference in energy that gives me is has been huge already. So I love that, man. Well, even on that line, I mean, when I say, you know, you could say that my profession is selling mm. in many regards, you know, I'm selling supplements, I'm selling events, I'm mm-hmm. selling coaching. I'm selling books, but at the end of the day, I, it's like I'm sharing and I'm mm-hmm. helping people. And so when I reframed it in my brain, it's like people say, oh, you're a salesman. No, I help people. That's mm-hmm. what I do for a living. I find what their challenges are, their goals are, their problems, and I provide a solution. I'm not saying this is the solution. I'm saying, hey, here's a solution. Take a look at it. It could help you. Like, <laughs> it could work. <laughs> it could work. Let's, yeah. let's give it a try. I love that, man. Like from a seller to a sharer, you know, because really at the end of the day, like you're bestowing like wisdom that you've learned through trial and error, right? And you're allowing people to save the costly mistakes that you've made on your journey, right? Of trying to figure things out, right? And like, I think I speak for both of us when I can say like, my goal has always been to help people 
just move through life a little bit easier, right? Like take some of the load off because there's so many different facets to our lives, especially these days. Mm. And so if I can help someone's life life be a little bit easier in one way or a little bit smoother, that's a huge win for me. Totally. You know? yeah. And I like that you said that because I forget, I think it's in the book Atomic Habits that mm. uh, James Clear talks about if you just get 1% better every day, at the end of the year, you're 37 times better than the time you started. Hell and yeah. that is like <laughs> that that number is bonkers. Like imagine being 37 times better at your business, your income. If you're making 37 times more, mm. let's say in terms of your fitness, let's say that you're I don't know, you're a bench presser, you're whatever, is 30 times <laughs> 37 times better that that's huge. Like, yeah, I'll that's take monumental. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that in any any aspect of my life. So, I think just like you said, it's not always about I think we tend to glorify the giant leaps. We tend mm-hmm. to glorify the giant successes, but all those giant successes really are just little incremental things that then it's like the whole idea of an overnight success mm-hmm. just isn't real. Yeah. Cause you don't see the, it's the tip of the iceberg. That's yeah. all you're seeing. You're not seeing that 1%, 1%, 1%, 1% all of a sudden 37 times better. Yeah. And then everyone sees it. Yeah. So all it takes is, you know, just getting a little bit better every day. And that's like you said. Yeah. And like the funny thing about you saying that too is like, if there is such thing as like an overnight success, it's really not a success. It's more like an overnight like um uh like image in a way because those people like those are the one hit wonders. Uh, like you think about people that win the lottery, like if they don't do the work to get there on their own, chances are they're going to fall into the same programming that allowed them to be broke before that allowed right. them to not be successful before. And so I'm really like into that idea of micro progressions, right? Like because again, it's like. It's like how a jeweler works, right? A jeweler a jeweler doesn't try to like shave a huge part of a diamond. He goes a little by little, you know? And that's what allows that diamond to end up the beautiful specimen we the know Pressure love. makes a diamond. Yes, exactly. And you gotta man. do a little bit of pressure every single day. Yeah. And I think that's something that I really focused on, especially the past, I'd say since September, where my business is going really well through the mm-hmm. summer. Then September, it started to dip down a little bit. In October, it started to dip down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that it was more my mindset. And as things started to slip a little bit, my mindset started to slip a little bit. That mm-hmm. I was like, am I good enough? Like, you know, all those <laughs> limiting beliefs that we've had over the course of our years of development and all the childhood traumas or any anything in our mindset that has been challenged over the years. It made me really recognize, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is this business slip, which again, nothing insane, but yeah. enough that it was like, hold on, I'm looking at my bank account. And that's yeah. not what I want to see right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's noticeable. It is. <laughs> yeah. And but the thing that I recognized that it was more about my mindset, and I and I found myself when I really became aware of that and analyzing that rather than doing the tasks that would actually, you know, prevent that slip and get me back in the right direction, mm-hmm. I was looking at all the ways to not slip more. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like a double negative. Like yes. I, I was focusing on the negatives rather than saying, "All right, you know what? I'm just not going to worry about that and focus on the positives." And mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was a really good moment. Like I'm grateful for the fact that I had that slippage because it, it allowed me to check myself in my mindset. Because you know, everyone can be successful when times are good. Yeah. You know, if everything's good all yeah. the time, you know, then, then, then <laughs> yeah, it's easy. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's we need those ups mm-hmm. and downs. And that's I was talking on you know with someone recently. The time isn't so linear. I think we tend to think that you know. Oh, once you start doing this, it's all steady. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, there's ups and downs. There's fucking loop-de-loops. There's yeah. corkscrews. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's challenge followed by, it's, you know, peak and valley, peak and valley. And that's just the way of life. And I think that that's, it's a beautiful thing because life would be pretty damn boring if it was just butterflies and rainbows all the time. Yeah. 
And like what I love about what you just said is like the idea that like where attention goes, energy flows, yes, right? And I so like that. I've fallen into that a lot too, where like the the solution, right, or a possible solution is like right here, but I'm so focused on this that I'm not like aware of what's right. existing outside mm-hmm. of that. And the great thing about that though, that I've found in my own like journey is like when I have those moments where I slip back into like an old pattern or like an old story or something. Uh, it, it actually helps us be more relatable to the people we're helping, especially as coaches, right? Because like when we realize like these stories are always there and the, and they're running in the background and like essentially it's like, it's like a path in the woods, right? The, the more you don't walk on it, the more it will get overgrown, but like you can still see there's a path there, right? right? Until like years later where it's like, yeah, there's no path anymore, right? right. And so like that's then something then you're using hacksaws <laughs> yeah. and hatches to try yeah, to break yeah. that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, that's really keep me humbled over the years because there's been times where like I've my ego has gotten control and been like, I'm over that, you know, and I'm like, it rears its ugly head, yep. you know. <laughs> yep. And um, so like really like one of the things I I think we're dancing around here, right, is like how to keep momentum going. Right. Mm. And this was something that we talked about in our first episode. Right. Like this, the concept of momentum. Right. And I'm curious, having been in this year, right, having 2020 been the year it's been. How have you kept your momentum going? Because I imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine that, you know, like as a business owner, you had to like play damage control real quick and be like, okay, how am I going to uh, change my business model even more so online, which I know you worked a lot online before. So I'm sure that was, that helped you out a little bit. Um, but like, how did you keep your momentum going and how have you kept it going throughout this year? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I'd mm-hmm. say... I mean, the the short answer to that is really just staying aligned with my purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is much easier said than done when the world around you is telling you the world is burning and it, it's a zombie apocalypse, basically. So it's, <laughs> yeah. hearing that, it's it's tough at times. And, you know, there were some times that I found myself getting caught in like the doomsday prepper mode. You know, doing all these things, all buying canned goods, you know, buying extra food at the grocery store, freezing stuff, you know, buying silver in case the economy crashes, buying Bitcoin, like, <laughs> yeah. which is all good. You know, it's yeah. good to be prepared, mm-hmm. but also at the same time is, is recognizing, all right, so even if that did happen, you know, let's say the world does go to shit, what do I want to be doing? I still want to be doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case and I still want to be helping people, improving myself, I just have to do that. Yeah. And, and I think a big part of that with the momentum was really prioritizing myself. And, you know, like you said, a lot of stuff I was doing was online already, but I was doing more live events. I was doing more things in person. So that gave me more time to focus on myself. Like I resurrected my podcast, which I kind of wasn't really taking so seriously up until I had the time again. Like yeah. COVID happened all of a sudden I got all this time back. <laughs> so that was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so. Yeah. And then, you know, for me, a big thing the past really, I'd say four months especially has been making exercise an essential part of my day. Like, like I like to think of my day as you have big rocks, little rocks, and sand. Mm-hmm. Exercise is a big rock because if mm-hmm. you put the sand in first and the small rocks, the big rocks aren't going to fit. Yep. But if you do big rocks, small rock, and sand, the sand's going to fill in the cracks. Mm-hmm. So for me, making exercise one of my big rocks mm. – and, you know, when it was a little bit warmer out, walking every single day was that as well. I like to walk in the morning, so it's a little tough, like yeah. 16 degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That morning walk. And the snow, like, yeah. you know, like knee high. <laughs> exactly. So that gets a little bit more challenging. But yeah. Movement, yeah. basically, is what it comes down to. Movement in the morning, 
has been a game changer. So that has kept me feeling better, feeling more confident. And I lost a lot of weight for a while. And I was getting like, at one point I weighed myself and I was like, holy shit. Like, no, like that's, that was kind of weird. I was like, I knew I was getting skinny and a little scrawny, but I was like, holy shit, like this needs to change. Yeah. So kind of having that realization, once I started prioritizing my movement, Mm -hmm. everything else kind of started to fall into place. But in general, I think just as a, you know, a life thing is just, again, coming back to having a clear purpose, prioritizing the day, building routines. I think that's a huge one. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, like Paul Check says, focus on the I, we all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part is focusing on myself first. And rather than waking up and checking my phone right away, going right from the asleep to the all, like the phone is the all. Like you're so focused on the whole world, doing the I first. So Mm -hmm. that's where before I check my phone. I brush my teeth, go to the bathroom, shower, do my movement, whatever my morning routine is, and then I do that, and then I can check my phone. But only once I've done my morning routine, because mm. it's so easy to check your phone, mm-hmm. and now you're gone. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. You're in the void now, yeah. and especially when you first <laughs> wake up, your brain is so puzzled that it, I find if I check my phone, and I have my phone as far away from my bed as possible, so I have to get out of bed to get it, mm-hmm. and that's my only electronic in the room. Because it's my alarm. Like, yeah. Whatever. I, Aer- airplane mode. Airplane <laughs> mode. But it's like, yeah. So I force myself to, you know, do things regardless of not having a real schedule, like a job. is just mm-hmm. give myself parameters. Like, look, I'm going to get up before 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, usually I get up around 7, mm-hmm. some, sometimes earlier. But it's like, if I need to sleep until 8, I'm going to sleep until 8. Yep. So giving myself a schedule, and I can always take a nap later if I want, mm-hmm. but I'm always getting out of bed by 8. Mm-hmm. So I have a backup alarm for eight just in case. But I think it's just really scheduling the time out and really it, – it's kind of like a loose structure. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have structure but also forgive myself if I do need to sleep in today. Like, yeah, I'll get up at seven but I need to sleep till eight. Cool. Yeah. And just taking care of myself and prioritizing things like I said and having those routines. I think that's really, you know, the the long-winded answer <laughs> and kind of circular <laughs> answer. No, I love question. that. Dude, I love that, man. And like what I really love about what you just said, like I like to have a loose structure, right? That's like to me the best way to have structure because the masculine wants to create structure around everything, right? right? And the feminine likes to flow, right? Right. And that's why like like I really truly believe that like the mature masculine man is able to go back and forth between those two. And that's been something that for the last, I'd say, four months, I have been really getting into with traveling a lot, with um, being around so many different people. Like my structure has really like, you know, I've kept my 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 innate structure of like breath work, meditation, movement, right? Like, but the ways in which I do that have mm. changed a lot, right? Like, totally. so I used to do a lot of transcendental meditation, still love that. And I've been doing a lot of like more guided meditations, um, Breathwork used to be strictly Wim Hof. Now I'm starting to experiment with a lot of like DMT breathing like we were doing the other day at Ice and Iron. Um, you know, really like just kind of like free freestyling it, right? Like waking up in the morning and asking myself like, how do I feel today? Am I like, am I full of energy? Like, do I want something like DMT breathing? Like, like, you know, or am I like really tired, you know, Mm. in which case, like, then the question becomes like, why am I tired? And I can go chase that, you know, story down. Um, or like, you know, like, do I want some parasympathetic breath work? You know? Well, you know what I love about that is, is the way I'm with every one of my coaching clients or anyone I'm working with, we're building a toolbox. Mm -hmm. And basically what I'm envisioning is my my vision is that you wake up and you open your toolbox. You say, hmm, 
which tool do I want to use today? Yeah. Because you're not going to use the hammer every day. If mm-hmm. you have a screw mm-hmm. and you're trying to take out the screw, you're not going to use a hammer <laughs> to take out the screw. Yeah. You're going to wreck the wood. It's like there's no one size fits all. Yeah. So basically, you know, what I do and I see you doing as well is building up your toolbox mm-hmm. and then not being attached to which tool your body or your heart or whatever is giving you guidance yeah. needs today. And not yeah. judging that. Not saying, like for me, there was a while I was like, oh, I'm going to do a gong. I'm going to do 100 days of Tai Chi. And I was feeling all this resistance. And I was like, God, I really don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> I'd rather just go for a walk. I'd rather meditate. Like, I'd rather do yoga. Like, And it became like, because it's not the right tool for today. And mm-hmm. I don't have to have, like you said, that intense structure. Mm-hmm. Give a little freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, what I love about that is you put words to exactly like what I, I mean, literally we're speaking the same language where like, um, you know, with vocabulary and lifted, um, they're really funny at making little word swaps. And Eddie actually does this one too. And I've, I've heard Jordan say, I'm sure you say it too, where it's like, Oh, I should be doing this. Like, dude, stop shooting all right. over yourself. You know? To. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get, get to, to do, do that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's coming from a place of being the conscious creator of your life. And really it's like, you know, I I asked myself uh, about four months ago, like, you know, why am I deciding to treat myself like a like a really strict father, you know, mm. and is that serving me? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, there are times where that tool will apply, right? right. Like, for instance, if I'm like, um, you know, for instance, if I need to get like a bunch of interviews done, right? Like, okay, maybe I need to be up at a certain time. I need to turn the phone off and be strict to myself, right? Right. And also, I know that if I do that every day, I'm going to end up resenting myself and I'm going to end you're up becoming your own worst boss. Yeah, you, exactly. You're becoming yes. the boss yes. that you would hate if they were your boss. <laughs> yes. So don't be yes. that boss. Yeah, don't be that boss. <laughs> Dude, that is such a good, a great point of awareness uh, because, you know, like I think a lot of us in this entrepreneurial path get onto it because we're like, you know, we don't like to be controlled by people. And right. then we end up being controlled by us, <laughs> right. right? Like <laughs> We become our own worst boss. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like how in a video game it's like the last the last boss you must defeat is yourself right you know yeah. it's like oh no yeah exactly <laughs> the shadow side you know well, and you know so i'm curious you know speaking about the shadow um you know what have been some of your biggest insights with regards to your shadow uh specifically this last year since we've uh, last spoke on you know live mm, great question mm. well before i dive into that i want to mm. go on the word thing you were just talking yeah, about yeah, as well please. one that i <laughs> find myself saying that I'm catching myself more is I'm trying to do this. Mm. I'm trying to do something. I Mm -hmm. find myself saying that when I'm describing what I'm doing to someone, Mm -hmm. maybe a part of my venture that's not quite as established, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, write this new book. I'm trying to market this new product, share Mm -hmm. this new product with people. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying. I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm writing this book. Yeah. I'm sharing these products I love. And so that I, I find to me is almost like a dismissive answer that's like, oh, well, don't ask why I haven't succeeded in this yet because, you know, I'm just trying it. Like it's an easy way to just say, oh, you know, if something happens, like I'm just trying it for the short term. Like, yeah. So I think that's something that I've really been focusing on, which brings me into the shadow is mm-hmm. not feeling like I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. And trying to prove myself to myself mostly, mm-hmm. but also other people, of yeah. course. And I think that that's something that I become increasingly aware of is the fact that there's still that, you know, that 
teenage boy inside of me still feels like it's to prove something to people. Mm-hmm. And on a recent podcast, I was I was a guest on, which again, this is my second time being a guest on the podcast in two weeks. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm dude. the one hosting, so yeah. it's really nice to be in this yeah, position man. first Hell of all. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, of course, brother. But, uh, <laughs> Anytime. So what I was coming to the realization of is that so many of my injuries over the years, I've had a lot of injuries, all ego-based. Mm-hmm. Just about nine... I'd say 100% of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that may not be true, but as of right now, <laughs> if I had to guess, it's probably about 100%, yeah, maybe 99. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but point being is that it was always, you know, my concussion, water skiing, flipped over the wave, skis hit me in the eye. Because oh. there was huge waves. I should have let go, but I wanted to be the badass. Mm-hmm. I got through the hardest run that my uncles were literally trying to get me off. Like yeah. their goal was to make me get off and <laughs> let go. And I was like, no, I'm not letting go. And so yeah. had I let go, you know, ego. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I bruised my spine, did a flip, I was doing a handstand inside the pool, went to flip out of the handstand, back right on the side of the pool. Oh. You know, I thought I was paralyzed. Like oh I my God. that was Awful, but again, ego. I was trying to show off in front of my friends and these other girls over yep. there. So it's like, I got to <laughs> be cool. Things we do for women, yeah, sometimes, for real. You, know? so, you women are powerful if you're oh, listening. God. You know, you know so it's powerful. Crazy checker players. <laughs> We're playing chess over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's that was a big thing for me is just recognizing and accepting the fact that yeah, there still is a part of me that wants to prove myself to people, mm-hmm. and I think that's okay mm-hmm. when it's not the driver. Mm-hmm. When it's like you know that's that's you know kind of that competitive nature. You know, I love mm-hmm. sports. I love yeah. playing sports, and that's one thing I loved about swimming because I was a swimmer in high school. And you know, you had the relays, which were team ones, and you also had the solo ones. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to have that balance. And I loved the solo one or the team ones because I could go last. Mm-hmm. And I knew all the pressure was on me. And yeah. when I won that race, it was like, you know, I, we were behind and yeah. I went in yeah, there and, and I, I got won. It. So yeah. it was like yeah. that ego, yeah. it, it loves that. And yeah. so recognizing like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't let that run the show. But, yeah. you know, if, if that's a little bit of fuel, like, cool. Yep. So I think that's part of the shadow that I've been um, finding the balance with. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I think, you know, just just back in uh, COVID when it happened, I moved back with my parents. Mm-hmm. So that was also, you know, of course, there's a lot of things that arise with that and mm-hmm. so trying to be very understanding and conscious of them which is you know a challenge at times you know because it's like they're stuck in their ways and they're not being like, there's been some improvements they're buying more organic food which is awesome there's definitely been some improvements but mm-hmm. it also to me it's kind of like just don't do that yeah <laughs> like, yeah like it's real like just stop doing that it's just like or add this and they're like little things mm-hmm. that it, it pains me to watch people i care about and love do things that i know are not in their best interest and i mm-hmm. can see the negative results so i think part of that is just accepting the fact that <clears throat> you know it's okay i can't try to control people i can't save people yeah and and that's all okay i just have to do the best i can and lead by example mm-hmm. and i don't think that was a direct answer to the shadow question but no that's kind of a little side side piece of it <laughs> no that was beautiful man and you know really like i i resonate with that so highly um you know really like from the uh the terminology and like changing my language which allowed mm-hmm. me to really like um change my relationship with myself and when i was just in austin i had a really interesting um medicine experience where um you know i i met my ego right mm-hmm. i got to like actually see it and it's so funny because was he? Uh, <laughs> he was he was <laughs> dude it was like game recognized game you wow. know what i mean like i was like all right bro like i see you you know and it was cool because like 
the ego is like in these personal development circles, man, like the ego, especially like you, you hear men talk about the ego, like kill your ego, ego death. And it's like, man, your ego is protecting you. Right. right. And it's just a tool. It's not right. the tool. Right? right. So like one of the great exercises that training camp for the soul does is they have you dinner mm-hmm. party. Right. So what that is, is like the question becomes, who am I? Right. Like who, who is Rob Carney? Who is Ryan Sprague? Right. Mm-hmm. Are we like Ryan and Rob? Or are we the heart or are we the inner child or are we the conscious awareness that watches all of those voices interact, right? Right. So the dinner party is a great exercise for you to be able to like journal dump, right? Just whatever comes out. And then what you do is you go through what you wrote and you identify which part of you was talking, right? Hmm. So I feel like is the ego, right? The ego is going to describe things, right? I feel is the inner child, right? And then I want is the heart. Right. Mm. And so like just different things like that. Right. have been really interesting to me. And so when I saw the ego and I met my ego, it was like, wow, like a lot of reverence, you know, and a lot of appreciation because I what happened was I was able to slip back into the seat of conscious awareness and watch as like as my my mind came up with a question and immediately like water filling a glass, the ego could fill it in. And just like, and it was, it was beautiful. It was like watching a professional anything do what they do best, right. you know? And, uh, it was really cool. And so like being able to take a step back and realize now, especially with like with family, right? Which is like what you were talking about so beautifully there, which like watching my mother do things that I know are harming her, right? Is very frustrating. And my right. ego wanted to take control for right. good reason, right? Like right. it had good intentions, right? And also it was allowing me to suffer more than I needed to. And one of the things I've tuned into on the subject of family, I'm really glad you brought it up, was um, the fact that Really, like, I truly believe that we are infinite beings, right? So we have infinite lives. And I had this other um, vision during a medicine journey one time of how, like, when we're up in the ethereal realm, right? Time is an illusion. We all know, right? Joe Rogan's taught us that. Time is a real bro, you know? But, uh, like... You know, so like if you take your finger and you flip through an encyclopedia, that's how fast our lives are going by, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if you can think of a rough diamond, right? Every time we come down and we and we live a life, another edge gets shaved off this rough diamond and makes it more and more perfect, right? And so like even though like we might see someone doing something and we're like, oh my God, like you could just do this and it would totally like help you in this way. We're thinking of that, speaking for myself, I think like that because I'm like, there's a belief in me that's like, this is their only life. They need to live it to like the highest extent when really that's just not accurate to to what I understand now. So like now when I see someone doing that, I'm like, hey, you know what? They're figuring out a way that maybe is not in the most alignment with who they were meant to be. And next time they come back, they're going to have a great opportunity to learn from that experience. So that's been really nice for me. Yeah. yeah, I think that's beautifully said. And, you know, it's definitely comes back to, you know, we just can't change people. Mm. The only person we can change in our, is ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and like we said earlier, is we said to lead by example. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think that that's something that, especially within my business now, I mean, Whole Health Connections is, you know, two years, four months or so, mm-hmm. something like that. And, realizing when i first started it was like this is the best way you have to do this like, and, yeah. it, and not even as bad as when i was 19 and first trying to learn about this yeah, stuff like yeah. it was a lot better but <laughs> yeah. still like the growth is monumental mm-hmm. just i feel and i'm sure i still i definitely still do that from oh, time yeah. to time i know i do too <laughs> so, but i hide it better now right though. yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's funny because even just like looking back some of my old videos i'm just like oh jesus like 
No, like was that me? That was <laughs> yeah. me. Oh god, I was that guy. Like, yeah. and again, I'm gonna look back five years from now and say the same thing about me right now. Yeah, and that's okay. And like you said, it's all part of our growth and it's all part of our journey. And mm-hmm. I think that's also something that you know we just need to forgive ourselves mm. and just recognize that people all have their own unique journeys, like you said, and that. And then they, people are going to figure out when they figure it out. Like, as I said, I've been talking about organic food to my parents for 19 years and it wasn't until, you know, I'm 27 now or not for 19 years since I was 19, mm-hmm. I'm 27 now. So it took me eight years to really make a shift, but the sh- I'm seeing the shift mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's progress. And for me, it didn't take eight years, it took me probably eight months, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, like the shift is happening and we can have our own ego and our own wanting to control the situation. So, you know, we have to do this right now, but you know, I heard on uh, Aubrey Marcus and Luke's story talking about that sometimes you have to hit that rock bottom if you keep putting a cushion there and you hit the cushion and then bounce back up. It's like, yeah, you're going to change for a little bit, but sometimes you got to hit that rock bottom to feel the holy shit. That was a concrete floor I just hit. Yeah. And that hurt. So I'm yeah. never going to do that again. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, what's happening in our society right now, I feel, is that with a lot of what's going on, it's like, it's like we're about here. Come on, let's just throw a little cushion under there. Mm-hmm. Let's just you know throw mm-hmm. a little cushion under there, and and that's okay. You know, I understand that philosophy as well. It's mm-hmm. like you know we don't want people to really get hurt, but mm-hmm. sometimes, some sometimes people need that hurt to get that wake up call. The pain teacher. Yeah, dude, I'm very glad you brought that up because really, how highly optimized got started is exactly that, right? Like I was looking to transition in the cannabis industry um, from the job I was at. It wasn't in alignment. I didn't even know that terminology back then. I just knew it didn't <laughs> feel right. Right. And um, and I knew that it had been uh, I'd been building up anger. Right. Mm. And <clears throat> a subject. Resentment and, yeah. Right. Yeah. And all the stuff that goes with it and not allowing myself to feel that anger a- in its entirety because my ego was um, was roping me into uh, daily cannabis use, right? Which again, like for anyone listening, like there are plenty of people that use cannabis daily and it works fine right. at that. And it, and it did for me for years and then it didn't, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was unconsciously using it as an escape, right? right? So what I was doing was I was going to this job that at one point I loved, um, you know, it was it was everything that I ever wanted. And then over time it changed, different owners bought it. They didn't and care about it. Yeah, and I changed, exactly, thank you. And, um, and, and, you know, they didn't respect the plant, you know, and just all these different things. Mm. And so I would come home at the end of the day feeling drained mm. and unconsciously I was like, well, I use cannabis every night. So I would go use cannabis. Right. I would feel better. And I wasn't allowing myself to feel that real rock right. bottom. Looking at the symptoms, not the cause. Exactly. Exactly. And it was totally unconscious. Which like this we don't do a, that in our society. Yeah. Not at all. You know, <laughs> not at all. You know, <laughs> and like, so it was like, like for everyone listening, like these things are unconscious and that's why like one of the amazing things you can gain from working with a coach right like that's i mean when i started working with my coach that's when i started really understanding this and then within a year i've been able to start my business start two podcasts like uh uh, host retreats do medicine ceremonies do all of these things and the only thing that changed was allowing myself to feel right Mm -hmm. and like that's something that i would love to touch on with you because i know that you know, you do a lot of men's work with ice and iron and, um, and, you know, I do a lot of, um, uh, men's work in these different circles I'm in. And one of the things that, I mean, really like I am one of the biggest offenders of this, uh, is not feeling all of my feelings, right? Like, like totally being okay with feeling happiness and excitement and euphoria and enthusiasm. But when it comes to like anger, uh, fear, sadness, any of like the lower vibration emotions, 
just like, eh, cover that shit up, you know, and don't mm-hmm. need to look at it. So I'm curious, you know, um, if you've seen this with, with men specifically and, um, where you think this maybe started and what we might be able to do, like maybe some, you know, pieces of advice as to what we can do as a society of men to move that needle even 1% in the other direction. Great question. Mm-hmm. Love that topic. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'd say a lot of that stems from, you know, male mentorship in terms of fathers, in terms of teachers, mm-hmm. starting at a young age. I mean, you see a kid, a boy, let's talk about specifically boys, young men. Mm-hmm. Boy falls down. Don't cry. Don't be a baby. Yep. Don't be a baby. Yep. Three years old, they're they're a baby. <laughs> they're like, our baby. They're, yeah. let, let them cry. They're a baby. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that you know that's part of it. And then it comes to you know middle school, high school. You're trying to fit in. It's like you know the whole don't be a bitch, don't be a pussy, that yep. type of thing. Which you know is like, first of all, why are we using those are you know, the words that I don't think should be used to yeah, describe that. Agreed. Like, like women are ridiculously strong compared to most men women are stronger they're, they're a lot stronger up. than yeah, us they are in many aspects yeah <laughs> and for any men that are questioning it uh could you have a human come out of you right just like end story there right could you be we okay got you girls that? could you deal with that yeah. not. I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with yeah. that I, I'm, I'm easily gonna say that <laughs> so like just things like that and it's even in you know men don't cry yeah the fuck yeah right <laughs> what since when <laughs> yeah it's it's just so many little sayings that we've developed and adapted over time which of course there are, i'm sure like if you are in the military mm-hmm. and you get you know wounded you know get up don't cry like yeah. you need to do something yeah. so you're saving so you yourself and, yeah exactly yeah so i feel this is me completely taking a guess here mm-hmm. that it stemmed from a time, this whole men don't cry, you know, get up, don't stop being a baby, mm-hmm. all those type of things when it related to survival. Yep. Now it doesn't. Yeah. Now it's about fitting in. Usually now it's about quote unquote being a man. Mm-hmm. This is what a man is. Says who? Yeah. Like, like who? The, the guy who's overweight sitting at a desk telling you like barking oars at you unhappy getting divorced because he can't keep a marriage healthy, can't have his own health in order. It's mm-hmm. like, that's the guy that you're saying should yeah. be telling you how to be a man. <laughs> like, so I think it just is, it's, it's just gotten the idea of manhood has just gone a little twisted. Mm. And, you know, not too far. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's this term toxic masculinity that gets yep. thrown a lot of right that, you know, I, I see why people say that, mm-hmm. and I have compassion for that because again, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shitty men out there. But there's yeah. also, I mean, sorry, ladies, there's also a lot of shitty women out yeah. there. There's just no, a lot of true. shitty humans out there. Accurate. So at the end of the day, you know, we, especially with the news and the media, we highlight all the the worst things in society. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that's one percent of men. Yep, probably is. Maybe yeah. it's two percent, five percent, whatever the number mm-hmm. is. But it's not the majority. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Not. So I think that if we can start to one, focus more on the positives. Mm. And two, you know, give kids the opportunity to express themselves and not say, hey, if you cry, you're being a baby <laughs> or, you know, get up. It's yeah. like, you know, let them express themselves. And when I was leading the after school program and we'd be out playing, you know, they got the playground, they got the wood chips, a kid would fall down. He'd look at me. He'd wait to see my reaction. If I mm-hmm. rush over, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Start crying. Yeah. But if I yeah. sit there and we make eye contact, I'm like, you're okay. And they're yeah. like, yeah, I am. Yeah. But then if they do cry, if I say that and they do cry, because usually they look for reaction because yeah. they start crying, they get attention. Of course. But if I say that 
and then they start crying, then it's like, okay, I'm going to yeah. hold you. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. You're, yeah. you're going to be okay. Like, like, you know, I know this hurts and, mm-hmm. and like reinforcing that, but not, I, I feel like it's so easy for us to tell a kid what to do, what to feel. And you see a kid, like I, I one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm at like a grocery store somewhere in public and the kids being a kid, like looking at something and the mom's like, stop it. Like, yeah, just like yeah. yelling, like, like hitting his hand away. He's like going to like touch a fruit. It's like, like, let him touch it. Like yeah. he's a kid. Yeah. Like, or like, shut up. Here's an iPad. It's like, yeah. oh my, like those things just, cause I just know it's just not right. No. And that's, yeah. and that's breeding that, that suppression of energy, that suppression of like, oh, you want to do something here? Sarah to screen instead. Oh, you want to explore something? Shut up and stay in line. It's like mm-hmm. they're children, not soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think it really, I don't know how the hell we got this far. No, this is perfect. <laughs> I think the, the long answer to the question is it, it starts in childhood and that's mm-hmm. where we need to begin because, yeah. you know, it's much easier to grow a better generation than it is to repair a, a I don't want to say broken generation, but a you know a traumatized generation yeah. maybe is a better word. And for the people that are you know young men and and fully grown adults, mm-hmm. at that point it is just being honest and open with yourself, and also recognizing it's okay to express emotions, it's okay to feel anger, it's okay to feel aggression, it's okay to have all these quote negative emotions yeah. that we say is part of toxic masculinity. Yeah, but you know. I mean, this is my opinion. I think that generally speaking, men are more aggressive. Men are more competitive. And, you know, of course, there's always exceptions to every rule, mm-hmm. like 80-20 probably. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's learning how to channel that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's things like, you know, Ice and I with that medicine ball toss we did oh, the other day. Dude. That was like one of the coolest experiences of my life. That was I, awesome. I wish I wish we could have kept going all day. To be, <laughs> yeah, I want to go right? again. Yeah, but dude. That for was anyone awesome. listening, basically, we had one person in the middle. We had a 20-pound medicine ball. And like everyone else was circled around him. You basically took it, chest pass it as hard as you can to every single person. They chest pack it back to you. And we had some big, strong dudes. There. Some people were getting knocked over. Like, <laughs> like it was, it was fun. And you let out a scream. You let out that masculine energy. Yeah. And just being able to release that and not suppress it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a big thing is that we need to be able to release that. And a lot of that comes back to like we said earlier movement mm-hmm. you know movement for me is just so essential because it allows me to get out of my head and release a lot of the aggression like i love lifting weights because mm-hmm. i love that just like that you know that adrenaline that testosterone flowing yeah, through me. like dude. it feels good <laughs> and i like to let it go in a in a healthy direction rather than you know yelling at someone or doing another form of aggression because lifting weights if you're lifting heavy weights that's aggression like you're like yeah. holy fuck i'm gonna yeah. push this thing off yeah. me so the other day, I think the again long answer to the question is you know start a childhood ideally, mm-hmm. be a good role model, lead by example, let young boys be young boys, mm-hmm. you know don't tell them to sit down and shut up, don't shove an iPad in front of their mm-hmm. face, like let them you know experience life, yeah, and then if you are you know needing to do some healing, which I think ninety nine point nine nine maybe hundred percent of us are, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just do that and accept yourself, forgive yourself for all that is, be in the present and make the future better, yeah. Yeah, man, like it's so true. And, you know, we actually have this funny like saying going on right now or this funny like game we play um, in these circles we've been with training camp for the soul because they go back to like mother father learning. And man, it's been an incredible source of info for me. And like my parents were literally picture perfect. Um, and there were still stories I got just, you know, because I, I just didn't feel like I could express them, not because of anything they did. And, you know, and, you know, it just, it doesn't really matter why, but I had those, uh, beliefs, those stories, 
Um, and so like, you know, we have this funny uh, game we play where, you know, we're like, oh, my God, like parents giving kids an iPad. <laughs> That's like a year worth of training camp for the soul right there when they get older. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because like, you know, um, not to mention like I, I, you know, something that I'd love to uh, touch on more too that you that you uh, that you mentioned was like the idea of like, you know, especially boys, you know, when we get to grade school, like how many kids are on Adderall and Ritalin oh and God, all of these things, right? Peeve of mine and, I can't stand. Yeah. And you know what it is, right? And this is like, this is, you know, society isn't ready for this conversation. You know, we're, we're, we're getting, you're, you're seeing the tipping point right now, right? But the, the issue is that they're not willing to accept the fact of like, maybe your schooling just isn't good, right? <laughs> right. Because you know what? Like at the end of the day, if you can't keep a kid entertained, but an iPad can, then that should tell you something about what you're teaching that kid. Maybe your system sucks. Yeah, maybe your system (laughs) sucks and it's outdated, you know? But no one wants to do that. No one wants to hear that because a lot of these teachers, their identity is wrapped up in what they teach. Not all of them. There are some awesome teachers out there. And those ones usually don't get the voice because the institution is the way it is. And just like with science, science doesn't, science doesn't change when new science comes out. Science changes when the, when the reigning scientist passes away and the new information can now come out because that scientist's identity was entrenched in right. the, the studies that were now outdated. Right. right. So the same thing happens with education. Same thing happens with, I mean, really, you name it, right? right. Like politics, whatever. Right. And we're seeing those systems break down around us, I think, because of a lot of this. And so like, you know, one of the things I'd love to talk to you about is ice and iron, right? In community, because really what I feel is, if not the answer, one of the main ways to get out of what we're feeling right now with the collective unrest, with the feeling of being disempowered on an individual level, um, with the feeling of being way too dependent on the system and their food and et cetera, right, is community, right, is conversating, is joining up with brothers and sisters around. And what I love about Ice and Iron is that you guys do both. You have just the men events, which are super powerful, because as we talked about in the last one, like women, you guys crush it. Like you guys understand community. Like you guys go get pedicures, you guys go get manicures, you guys hang out, you guys ask each other how you're feeling. You're just a more mature gender, like straight up, right? <laughs> We're catching up. Don't worry, right? And so like, maybe. yeah, right? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But what I love about Ice and Iron, right, is like, and and you guys even joke about it like in your um in your marketing is like, hey, ladies, like send your man to Ice and Iron and he'll come back a better father, brother, right. husband, and friend, right? right? And so like that is so awesome to me, man, like that you guys are really being the change that the world so desperately needs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, like with everything that's happened in 2020 and Ice and Iron expanding and just having so many epic moments there and really like dude just like from the bottom of my heart you guys are doing awesome awesome stuff over there i leave there with my heart so full that i don't know what to do with it all you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm right there with you you know and so like i'm curious like what's been your favorite part so far of building out ice and iron Mm. well before i dive into that Mm. i want to touch on the school subject real quick so i worked at a montessori school for a little bit um which is a lot more independent learning it's a lot more balanced learning there's a lot more movement involved play involved um you know rather than sitting at a desk the kids don't have desks they sit in a circle and the lessons are done in a circle for like 20 minutes and you break off do some work as a group do some individual like it's very much more balanced the last school i loved after school program that was a reggio Emilia program which is mm-hmm. kind of like nature based so i was teaching them gardening i was teaching them meditation yoga like these are kids five to 11 years old so and there was flexibility. Like if I saw like they weren't feeling the thing, I can 
like that moment, I can make the decision in that moment say, oh, they don't like this. I'm going to scrap it. Whereas in a traditional school system, the kids don't like geometry. You're getting fucking geometry for a whole year. Yeah, they must have an Adderall deficiency. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> yeah. geometry is great. You have yeah. an Adderall. Bro. Yeah. You need yeah. more Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> so really, it's just like to me, it was just learning. Like, all right, like learn the kids, learn mm-hmm. their body language. Mm-hmm. Like recognize. All right, so I know Johnny over here. He's probably not going to like this lesson. So I'm going to have another option. So when he gets bored of that, but I'm going to give him the opportunity to try it. Yeah. And I think it's just learning to adapt in the fly. And I know it's a lot more difficult, a larger scale, but. You know, comes just like farming. You know, big scale farms don't work. We need mm-hmm. smaller farms, so maybe it comes down to having smaller schools. Absolutely. So I just want to touch on that point because I love the whole education topic of kids. Something that's really near and dear to my heart. So, but as it relates to ice and iron, some of my favorite moments are, you know, just our motto of the best day ever. Yeah, dude. Like that was something that started off as really a joke, mm-hmm. and then we started <laughs> saying it. And we started looking for the best part of every day. And then we just became more present <laughs> and finding more of these best moments. And then just every day was the best day ever. Every ice and iron is just the fucking best day ever. Like, <laughs> like the last one I'm convinced was the best event ever. Mm. But the one before that, I was convinced that was the best one. Like they, yep. they just keep getting better. Yeah. And a lot of that is because, you know, myself, Ed and Jordan, we're getting better. Mm-hmm. And we also have people like you mm-hmm. and a lot of the other people that keep coming back. Yeah. So you guys are getting better. Yeah. And we're getting better. <laughs> and then there's new people coming in and they get better a lot quicker now. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just the growth is tangible. Mm-hmm. And so I'd, I'd say my favorite part is just seeing the combination of new people, of people bringing new people. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that someone goes out and says, I had such a great time. I we had like five people at least message us to say I, I'm telling like six of my friends to come next time, like <laughs> like that like they're so excited that the first thing they do is tell everyone about it. I don't think I've ever done anything <laughs> in my life that as soon as someone's done they can't contain their excitement. They have to go tell other people if they have to go next time because it's that great. Yeah, like that to me is just I don't even have words for it. Mm. It's just amazing like you said my yeah. heart is just like holy shit <laughs> how is this real like yeah. this is amazing yeah so i'd say my favorite part is just meeting the new people mm-hmm. seeing the people that come back mm-hmm. and hearing at the closing circle mm. you know the biggest takeaway of the day or especially for you know someone who was there the second time saying oh this was what i had last time and this time was completely different Know, similar structure, yeah, but completely different experience. Our first time person, I've, like people have said, I've been waiting my whole life for this, and that's like holy shit, yeah, dude. Like, dude. That made me cry. Like, fuck. But I'm men, not crying. But men cry. Men yeah. cry. So yeah, it's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We do that here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, sure masculine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just there's so many great things, but I, I think it's just the community, and in in an, a year where we're told community is bad for us. Mm-hmm. It's made me realize just how essential community is. Yes. And I think that's really what it comes down to is that community is essential. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering like so many stores like Walmart were deemed essential, you know, and yet like community is not okay, but yet you can go to a Walmart around a bunch of other people. I don't know if you want to get me down the rabbit hole. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like we could go off for days on that, you know, but for sake of, uh, you know, saving the episode. But like, you know, it's funny because um, when I was in Austin, you know, and and this is something I'd really like you guys to take a look at too, right? Like, because you're doing it. you know, uh, I was with uh, a woman who channels light languages and incredible uh, woman. And uh, we ended up me and like three or four of my friends. She was like, hey, I have a transmission for you if you guys would like to receive it. Right. So we go out into the yard under the stars. She channels this beautiful light language. And at the end, she's telling us about what we're doing. She's like, you know, you guys are the men and women that are being the change. And then she looks right at us and goes, you are the people you've been waiting for. Mm. And that was like, whoa, I got chills. Like my heart was going crazy. And so like, that's exactly what you're doing. Like you are being the people that you've been waiting for. Right. right? Like, you know, and it's easy, like for everyone listening, like you have the ability right now to change someone's life forever in a positive way that they are going to remember forever. And so the question becomes, how can you or what can you do to be able to access that unique creative expression within you that all of us have like you're like each of our set of fingerprints will never walk the the planet again right we have a way to spice up the pot of chili that is life in a way that will never be done again right and i feel so much so that not even to get into conspiracy whatever we've been disempowered right like we've been taught that we're not nearly as powerful as uh we think we are and then at a certain point, um, uh, I know you guys have all been on this path for a while, so I don't know which one came first. But for me, it was like language, right? Because that was meeting me where it was. I was an intellect. You know, I mm. wasn't like my body didn't exist, basically. You know, I was just like my mind was all that existed. It was the only voice in there. Your brain with a skeleton. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, and so like when I started understanding like, no, if I actually state things in the way that I want, mm. like what does abracadabra mean? With my word, I create, right? Words are spells. So like uh, a great quote that Paul Check says a lot, it's not his personal quote, but it's one that I love from him is if you don't like what's showing up in your reality, look at what you're choosing unconsciously, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of the times we choose unconsciously with the choice of language we use. And so I'm curious, um, you know, with like saying like, this is the best day ever. And then like having those days happen, right? Like what have been some other um, examples of like language or really anything that you that comes to mind um, manifesting itself in front of you because of you taking action and being present and like being the change, right? Like with language, et cetera. Yeah. First thing that popped in my head as soon as you said that is I, I've been trying. There I go. <laughs> there I go. I, there's an example, folks. Right? Me. I'm getting better yeah. at this. I am getting better at he this. He just did that for example, guys, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, for science. So yeah. <laughs> for me, a saying that I've been doing my best to live by is to be open to everything and attached to nothing. Mm. So I myself feel like I have a lot of knowledge and experience mm-hmm. and – you know, just a lot of things to share about mm-hmm. health, personal development, entrepreneurship, things mm-hmm. that, you know, for a 27-year-old, I feel like I've done pretty well. Yeah. But also recognizing that I'm totally open to being proved wrong at any given moment. Like, yep. I want you to prove me wrong. Yeah. I want you to show me there's a better <laughs> yeah. way because I'm open to it. Yeah. So I think that that being open to everything attached to nothing has been a big factor for me. And really just, you know, happiness in life in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I'm not so attached to the outcome – 
because I want to be right or I'm not so attached to the outcome because I don't want to be wrong or whichever direction is leaning towards, <laughs> which are two different directions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and just being open to everything and kind of just recognizing like, you know, I, I am someone who lives by his calendar. Mm. Like I love, if I didn't have my calendar, I don't know what I, I wouldn't have a business. <laughs> uh, likewise, dude. Thank <laughs> so, God for, you know, Google might be what it is, but Google calendar. Yeah. You're killing it. <laughs> it's huge. And so yeah. I think that when I have these things in my calendar and that's easier for me to say, Oh, I'm going to plan on my whole entire day. Mm-hmm. Getting better about not being so attached to that. Mm. You know, have again, come back to the big rocks. I try not to schedule more than four calls a day. Yep. You know, of, of course, sometimes I have five, six, seven, whatever, mm-hmm. but I, I tend to go for that three to four range tends to be my sweet spot for schedule because then it leaves space for other things that happen because when you're so scheduled out you're so booked up you know magic can't happen Mm -hmm. because magic happens in the space in that space yes so that's something that i am actively finding balance of and now that i'm getting more into routine it's probably gonna go more to four to five i'm Mm -hmm. just getting better at managing my time and getting better at being more effective in a lot of these areas so just leaving space and being open to, you know, surprise me, universe. I'm like, what do you got? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully something I like. But yeah, even, right. Even if it's crossed. not, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I know it's for my best interest. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so I'd say just being open to everything and attached to nothing is a big, mm. big little mantra I've been looking to live by. That's beautiful, man. And I love what you talked about there because like um, one of the things I've noticed too, especially with doing like more interpersonal work and working with people one-on-one, especially doing coaching where you're really taking people down a journey of like a lot of pain a lot of times. Um, it can, it, if you're not protecting your energy well enough, um, which I definitely did not do well at whatsoever when I first started coaching, it can be really exhausting, totally. you know? And when you're, um, booking uh, a lot of calls each day, it can definitely add up, right? And then you'll start to get signals from your body. And, you know, if you're like me, like you'll probably hide them for years and then they start coming up and, you know, it's like whack-a-mole, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I hit that one, but now it's going to pop up over here, you know? And so, you know, one of the things that I know has been a big topic of discussion this year, um, you guys might have heard of this, um, uh, something called COVID, you know. So, What's yeah, that? right. Yeah, exactly. Not familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, it's a rabbit hole we could dive into. Um, but for sake of time, what I want to do is I want to help some people listening get their power back, right? Mm. And uh, seeing as how this is one of the many things that you specialize in, right, is health. Um, you know, and, and one strange thing I've noticed, uh, with this whole thing is that there really hasn't been a lot of talk surrounding what you can do to help prevent this, right? There's all the talk about the fear and everything like that. And again, you know, if we could get into that <laughs> whole thing, but to, do you to want sit, to? yeah, can. <laughs> I think, you know, we'll do another episode all specifically right. based on that. Cause that's a whole full two hours right yeah, there. Right. Six hours. Um, but yeah, yeah. Six hours. <laughs> But to like look at it like it is, right? Uh, there's not a lot of like uh, things in the mainstream that people can do to help them get uh, feel more protected, right? right? So, what are some things that you uh, suggest to your clients, and you would suggest uh, to the listeners that they can do that are easy steps, um, and then you can get into some more like you know superfood ones and ones that they can purchase um, that can help protect them against like uh, just mm. illness in general, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I think the the Biggest philosophy I'm going to start with is the fact that our bodies are very well equipped to deal with most things in this world. Mm-hmm. And we are not separate from nature. We're part of nature. Mm-hmm. 
So what that means to me is we need to get closer to nature, not farther away from it. Mm-hmm. Meaning get outside, you know, get in the dirt, get mm-hmm. some bacteria on you, get some, you know, go roll around the mud, like <laughs> yeah. be a pig. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. It is fun, yeah. So so I think it's it's a matter of recognizing that we have this vehicle which is extremely resilient. Mm. I mean, even just the fact that you can have someone eating McDonald's for 50 plus years and they're still alive. Yeah. Like that shows me, wow, we're pretty <laughs> yeah. well equipped to handle yeah. a lot of things. Resiliency comes to mind. Resiliency. <laughs> so with that word resiliency, you know, we live in a state of chronic stress. Mm-hmm. And stress is, in my opinion, the biggest killer on our planet. Yep. It's, in my opinion, the root cause of every disease. Agreed. You know, you can say heart disease, cancer, whatever it is. I, I personally believe the root cause of that is stress mm-hmm. and chronic stress specifically because our body's well equipped for acute stress. You know, fight or flight mode, parasympathetic, sympathetic mode, you know, sympathetic, fighting a lion, running from a lion, hiding, freezing, whatever. You know, we can deal with that. We can recover. But when that stress becomes chronic, when that stress becomes the job you work at eight hours a day, Plus the one hour commute on either end. Now you're at 10 hours every day and you go home to a dysfunctional household. Now your whole day is chronic stress. So to me, it starts with stress relief Mm. first and foremost, because even as someone who is actively taking care of their health, I still get stressed sometimes. I'm better at dealing with that and not getting stuck on it or, you know, attached to it, Mm -hmm. but you know, we all get stressed and that's the go, go, go modern lifestyle. I mean, even right now, you know, being surrounded by electromagnetic frequencies that are non-native to this planet, you know, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi signals, 4G, 5G, cell phones, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, that's, a, you know, I don't know how big of a disruption. I know it's a disruption. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make any claims that it's the worst thing in the world or mm-hmm. not that big a deal, but it's definitely disrupting yeah, the body thing, to some degree. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, Again, coming back to nature, nature doesn't have those things. Mm-hmm. So we want to get in tune with the native electromagnetic frequencies that plants, animals, humans, you know, all those natural things have. So getting tapped into that. And at the end of the day, I think it really comes down to like, it's really focusing, you know, move towards your bliss, not away from your stress. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I think mm-hmm. uh, Emily Fletcher from I Stress Less Accomplish More says, so move towards your bliss, not away from your stress. Mm-hmm. So right now we're moving away from our stress with mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. We're trying to avoid COVID, mm-hmm. but you know, avoiding a negative. And you know, we were talking about this recently that anti-energy is just unattractive. Mm-hmm. When you're against something, you're against COVID. How yeah. about being pro-health? Yeah, exactly. How about instead of being anti-COVID, how about we become pro-health? Yes. How about that? Like, yeah. To me, that feels a lot more aligned with my heart and my values mm-hmm. and how I want to live my life for mm-hmm. something, not against something. Mm-hmm. And this, again, with the whole political system, it's like most people aren't pro-left or pro-right. They're just anti-left or anti-right. Yep. It's like, how about we're pro-something? <laughs> so, yeah. so to me, you know, and, and I think the other simple solution when it comes to COVID is stop watching the news. Yes. Like stop looking at, oh, all these people are dying when actually, you know, don't quote me on this, but I remember seeing a stat that we've had about the same amount of people die in 2020 that we did in 2019. Yep. So just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like a CDC report. Um, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> There's a, there, there is a lot of like misinformation out there right, right now. And, and really I feel like that's part of it. Right. Because like all of these, like to look at it just the, like the basic way that I feel is like 
there's a lot of businesses out there that want to make money off you, right? So they're going to try to seem as they're going to miss in, they're going to confuse you by misinformation so that you feel like, you know what, to get healthy, I have to do this certain thing, right? right. I have to buy this product. I have to, you know, take this vaccine, et cetera, right? And again, it's not about being pro or anti anything. It's about what is, what is the right tool for that, uh, situation, right? You know, just like and our toolbox. Yeah, our exactly. Tool box. So, exactly. you know, I'm not against Western medicine. Yeah. I think it has many great benefits. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, it's not the right tool for everything. Yeah, we exactly. We overuse it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not here to say, oh, Western medicine sucks. You know, Western medicine has probably saved a lot of people in my family's lives. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful for Western medicine. Yeah. But it just comes back to balance and learning when to use the proper tool over the proper thing. You know, mm-hmm. I always have this example. If I get in a car crash, my leg is hanging off of me. Don't bring me to a chiropractor. Yeah. Like, I want to yeah. go to the hospital. Yeah. Like, don't bring me to an acupuncturist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Please. Like, <laughs> yeah. bring me to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's something that, you know, I, I just think that it comes down to let's be pro health. Mm-hmm. Let's do things. Let's find our big rocks. Mm-hmm. What's your big rock? Is it going for a walk? Is it doing meditation? Is it, you know, doing Tai Chi? Is it lifting weights? Is it playing tennis? You know, mm-hmm. whatever your, your movement is, focus on movement. Let's go yeah. to six foundation principles, nutrition, eat good food. Mm-hmm. And when I say good food, I mean organic food, preferably mm-hmm. local food, things mm-hmm. that are grown in good soils, good water quality, mm-hmm. good air quality. You know, hydration, huge. Most of us are drinking tap water and not even drinking water. Most people are drinking soda or sparkling water and saying, oh, I drink water. No, you're not. You're you're not. (laughs) That's not water. That's not water. So let's start with spring water, preferably. If not, get a good filter. Like, Mm -hmm. get a really good filter. Not a Brita filter. That's better than nothing. Yeah. But, you know, let's get a higher quality filter because if we're 90 plus percent water, Water, maybe, maybe it could be important. Yeah, <laughs> just maybe. Maybe you know. So <laughs> try it out. <laughs> yeah. So moving. Let's go to thinking. Again, come back to the news. Let's let's make sure our thoughts thoughts are food for our brain. Like you mm-hmm. said, thoughts become things. Yep. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. So, so let's feed good thoughts into our head so we think positive thoughts. We're pro health. We're not anti not health. Because mm-hmm. if we're you know the answer like Paul Check says the answer to every prayer is yes. Yep. So if he says if you say like. I don't want to be sick. You're saying your brain is saying, I don't want to be sick. I want to be sick. Sick. I am sick. sick. Yeah. I am sick. Yeah. And it's just, it's just eventually just narrows it down to sick. Yeah. Is it like, I am sick, like yep. you said. So, so being pro something, not against something. Mm-hmm. So that's thoughts. Again, exposing yourself to more positive things. So we've got moving, thinking, breathing, nutrition, hydration, sleep. Ugh. Dude, sleep. We gotta end with the sleep. most important thing, man. It is, and but the thing with sleep that I always say, you can't sleep if you're stressed. You can't mm. sleep well if you're yep. stressed. So to me, the overarching theme of all the six foundation principles is start with stress, mm-hmm. and all those things will help you stress less. Mm-hmm. Improving your nutrition will help you stress less. Improving your thoughts, your movement, your hydration, your sleep. All those things are going to help you with stress, mm-hmm. but recognizing that we really want to target that stress and by eliminating a negative, let's say, mm-hmm. so watching the news all day, let's say you watch the news for three hours a day, eliminating that is going to have a much bigger effect than drinking an extra bottle of water. Mm. So getting yes. rid of the poisons, because if you're, if you're poison going into your system, you know, you can add all the, you know, the clean water or whatever, but you're still drinking poison. Yeah. So let's get rid of toxins first and then refuel mm-hmm. with good things. So, you know, let's be pro-health. And in the, the day, I think it also just comes down to tuning into our truth. We yeah. live so brain dominant. Mm-hmm. 
we're so heady as a mm-hmm. society. Like like we said, like a brain with a skeleton. Like yeah. <laughs> basically what a lot of us are. Yeah. So getting more tuned into our heart and our gut. And like you said, what do I feel is right? What feels right? Like mm-hmm. what is my gut telling me? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't really think of a time that I didn't listen to my gut and I was happy with it. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I was playing Monopoly with uh, my girlfriend, Jackie. Uh, when we were up in Vermont a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months, I don't know, some time ago, yeah. fairly recently. And I remember playing Monopoly and I had like $200 and there was a house, or like $204 up and there was a house for $200. And I was like, well, if I buy that, that could be good because then she can land out, I get money back. But my gut was like, dude, if you buy that, you're going to lose. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I acknowledge you. I'm going to challenge you, gut. <laughs> And I bought it. I lost the next turn. Wow. So that was just a little challenge. Of course, you can say that's not real life or whatever. But it was like that was me actively challenging and doing the opposite of what my gut says. And a good reminder of like, <laughs> yeah, if you don't listen to your gut, it usually doesn't end so well. Yeah. So getting more tuned into our heart, getting tuned into our gut and balancing that with our brain. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that comes with self-acceptance, self-awareness and you know, a lot of the tools that we – have talked about adding those to our toolbox and just using the right tools and appropriate. Mm. I love that, man. And, you know, again, like that's what I love about real health. It's simple, you know, like, yes, all these products are amazing. And like, trust me, I like Symbiotica. Shout out to you guys. I love all your stuff. Right. And at the same time, like that's not going to help you really at all. If you're still like putting the poison in every day for like in nutrition, in news. And I love what you talked about, about like the way I've always worded about it, uh, worded it is uh, move towards things, not away from things, right. right? And this is exactly what vocabulary and lifted teach, right? With turning negations to affirmations. I don't want to get sick. How about you say, I'm going to be healthy. I am healthy, I am right? Healthy. Because the universe is listening and going, oh, he's healthy? All right, cool. Yeah, he's healthy. Uh, Good. Give, you know? give him a little more of that health. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know... You know, um, uh, you know, I say I know this probably sounds crazy for those listening, but really for the people listening, I, I think you're already full on. If you've gotten world. this far. Yeah, I think you're full <laughs> on to this world. And at the same time, I really invite you to think about how simple life really is when it gets down to it. Like, you know, we have all this technology and all this stuff, right? But let me just ask all of you a question, right? Are you happier getting a new car, right? A year later. Are you happier with that new car or are you happy in a relationship that you feel fulfilled in, right? And it's like relationships, while they're not – How nice is the car? Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) I guess we're going to have to get a little more specific here, you know? But like my point is like, you know, life is is simple but not easy, right? Right. And it can not be easy because – we as cerebrally dominant mm-hmm. humans have like I was just talking about this with Mike Salemi, like it's like our mind has been bench pressing since we were two years old and the heart and like the inner child and everything are just coming online and like they're just like, Yeah, let's do a bench pressing contest, bro. And it's like uh obviously they're gonna right. lose, you know? And so it's about reintegrating, you know, and coming back online to these different aspects that we've just haven't been trained to use, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. want to dive in on that because you said with the simplicity. And one thing that I find really helps me is just gardening, mm. getting really in touch with nature, like we kind of said with. And, you know, when I had my garden this year, it's a reminder that it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard work. You know, there were days, especially in the beginning, like six, eight hours a day, that I'm because I was like, I got to get these plants in the ground, or else yeah. they're not going to grow in time. Yeah. Like, I got to yeah. do the work to get it ready. But it's simple. Mm-hmm. 
it's not easy, but yeah. it's simple. Yeah. It's tough work, but mm-hmm. it's really simple. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, you clear the space, put down some good soil, you put the seeds in, give it some water, the sunlight comes out, and now the plants grow. Yeah. It's pretty simple. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's yeah. pretty simple. Yeah. And it's a great reminder to me. I have, uh, I think I have like six or seven pots right now with some grow lights. And mm. here, I mean, in Boston, you don't get sunlight yeah. in the winter. Yeah. So I got some grow lights in there. And so it's just same thing. It's simple. You know, I water them every day. I turn the lights every day. And it's just that reminder of, you know, as I care for the plants, I'm also caring for myself. Mm-hmm. And that, that's something that I really, would encourage anyone is just grow something. Mm-hmm. Just get in tune with the simplicity of life and the fact that, you know, if you're in New England right now or anywhere in the winter and you look outside, the, the trees aren't complaining yeah. that it's snow and they lost their leaves. They're not complaining about that. They're just here. They're like, all right, well, it's snow and, you know, I'm just going to grow my roots now. Like, mm-hmm. I can't grow my leaves. I'm going to grow my roots. It's like yep. work with what you got. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have to overcomplicate things like you said. And that's where one of my big goals is to have my own homestead. And, you know, being able to do my stuff online and just tend to my land. Like, I'm a mm. simple man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like being, I like growing my own food. You know, I like to have that that connection to the earth. And I love to be able to just disconnect from it all. Yeah. And, you know, even I, I feel like I'm also very sensitive to things like electromagnetic fre- frequencies. Mm-hmm. That when I was taking my nap today, I could just hear the buzzing. And I was like, oh, God, like can hear it where is it it's like yeah. it's it, i know it's just like i'm just in an electrical box yeah it's just like electricity <laughs> buzzing around yeah. me and i can hear it there's no sound it's just silence except for the ringing yeah so to me you know i just want to be able to have that deep connection with nature mm. and the more i'm out in nature i feel like the happier and healthier i am you know walking barefoot first of all is i mean yeah. i still do that in the winter but yeah yeah <laughs> but point being is like just getting back to nature and mm-hmm. I'd say just growing something is a huge thing. Even if it's just one plant, even if you buy a plant, all you're doing is watering it every mm-hmm. so often, just learning how to keep that thing alive, you know, and just having that responsibility and seeing like, wow, this plant doesn't really need much. It's just living a simple life and it's doing its thing. Crushing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Like, you know, I love that because it really sums up what I've been feeling. And like, I, I have loved 2020. I think all of this is for the greater good. And I really think that what this is allowing <laughs> is it's allowing human beings to come back home into what we really are, which is a, a part of nature, right? Like, uh, nature works in unison, right? And we for so long, I for so long, um, you know, I thought of myself as separate from nature, right? And realizing just how much we are an integral piece of nature has been really humbling. Um, right. And it's been something that has really changed my life over the past five years, um, especially since I've gotten into regenerative agriculture and Korean natural farming and all of those things and working with nature one-on-one. And um, yeah, man, it's been so beautiful, you know? Yeah, and I, I'd just like to say too that if anyone is – you know, feeling disconnected from nature, just, just go for a walk. Yeah. It doesn't even anything crazy. Like for me, working on farms was a huge piece of that, um, recognition of just being around farmers and mm-hmm. like, you know, one of the farm I worked out outside of Sacramento, like they're 45 minutes from any general store, like yeah. basically middle of nowhere, way North California. They were really happy people. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they had their farm, you know, they play board games at night, like read yeah. books, like do things like, you know, before technology people actually did. Yeah. Like family things. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they yeah. didn't 
text each other. They yeah. talk with each other. Yeah. So it was like doing that. Really new age stuff. Yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like just spending time in Asia was another big thing for me to mm. seeing like how little people have out there. And, you know, I always share like when I was in Sri Lanka, people just having no shoes, a lot of them like no, most people like they don't even know what a fucking iPhone is. Mm. Like no TVs, like they don't have connection to the outside world. Mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere, Sri Lanka, they've never seen a white person before. Like yeah. traffic would stop when I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, dude, I know I'm attractive, <laughs> yeah. but come on, right? Is that an alien? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was just like such a humbling experience because they're all so happy they're all smiling they're all so grateful what they have because they don't know any better Mm -hmm. they have what they have and they accept that yeah and it's simple and it's hard yeah but they're so happy yeah and it's like i remember just coming back and like landing in jfk and everyone's just complaining yeah it's like people have no idea i know i know bitching about your flight that's (laughs) 10 minutes late like these people don't have water yeah (laughs) yeah and they're stoked about it because they have each other right Right. and they're in it together and they realize that they are one right? right and like man like that's i mean really we have like this culture of the lone wolf uh like epidemic and right. syndrome right in america and it works it happens with women too like you know and they're just much better at getting together in it's groups definitely and, a more masculine yeah, thing it's a more it's masculine, a masculine thing, challenge you know? for the most yeah. part yeah generally. and and like you know i realize where that part of um our evolution came from and we like can collectively realize it's no longer serving us, right? Like there was a time, yeah, we had to be careful. Of the people sure, all times, every yeah. once in a while, that it's valuable. Yeah, to have. exactly, exactly. And realizing, like, again, we talked about tools, right? Like when right. that tool is 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 useful, and when it's not, you know, right. when it's running amok. Um, yeah. Dude, well, I want I want to just dive into that real quick too, yeah. and also just on the thought of wolves. Mm. You know, wolves they can survive alone, but they're better yeah. in a pack. Yeah, and I think that's one thing too that. You know, I definitely feel very connected with the wolf as an animal mm-hmm. that I can do pretty darn well by myself. You know, I live in the cabin in the wood by myself for six weeks. Yeah. You know? I miss people. I went a little crazy after <laughs> yeah. week three, but it was, it was something that it made me recognize, yeah, I can do this, but I'd much rather do this with other people. Yeah. And that's where coming back, you know, community is essential. Mm-hmm. Now, if we really want to optimize ourselves, we want to be highly optimized. Yeah, dude. Hell what yeah. a great podcast. Yeah, right? Dope name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be highly optimized. Yeah. You know, we need to recognize that, yeah, we just because we can do something by ourselves or we can do something this way doesn't mean it's the optimized version. Yeah. So rather than settling for good enough, like with health, instead of settling for not being sick, mm-hmm. what if we try to be really healthy? Yeah. And what if instead of not being depressed – we try to be really happy. Yeah. And, you know, what about instead of just making enough to survive, we make enough so we can really help thrive. ourselves and thrive and yeah. help other people. Yeah. So, you know, just look at the positives is really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, like, really, like, my my new slogan for Highly Optimized, like, is just something that I feel fits perfectly here. And, really, it just sums up everything we've been talking about, which is, like, be you all hyphen ways, right? Like be you always, right? Mm. And like that's the best gift you can give to people around you is just to be yourself authentically. And to do that, you just need to take out the just mm. and take out the need too. You get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, language wizard stuff. You get to really ask yourself what it is you're looking for out of the world, right? And and again, like you were just talking about, like, do you want to not be sick or do you want to be really healthy? Do you want to not have to struggle or do you want to thrive, you know? And so, like, that all starts when you start to have the awareness and really, like, all healing starts with awareness, right? So, like, my question to leave you guys with here is, like, where in your life 
could you gain more awareness around what is happening in your life that you might not like? You know, like if there's something in your life that's showing up that you don't like, what awareness are you missing? You mm-hmm. know, and um, man, dive into that. It's fun. You know, life is fun. Dude. Life can be really fun. It life it's is supposed really to fun. be right. Like if, yeah, again, there's challenges, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's, overall, it's really fun. And, yeah. and that is a choice as well. Yeah. And you know, people can say that that's that's comes from a place of privilege, and maybe yeah. you know, of, of course, yeah. I have circumstances that allow me to do things that other people can't. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of a lot of other areas that I've worked really hard to get to, mm-hmm. and that that comes with you know, if one person can do it from your p- position, so can you. Hell and yeah. you know you can say, "Oh, that's uh, easy to say from you," but it's like, look, it's also easy for them to say because they did it. Yeah. So let's again, instead of looking at the negatives, <laughs> let's look at the positives here. And, and I think that's really comes down to is that every single person listening right now has the opportunity to change their life, change their health, change their anything mm-hmm. radically. Yeah. Not just a little bit. Yes. If they choose, radically. they choose to. They have to choose with their mind mm-hmm. to make that radical change. They can do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the one thing I'd like to leave everyone with is that with my clients, with the people in my, you know, superfoods and work marketing business, and I'm doing a lot of coaching with uh, people in there as well, mm-hmm. whether it's business, whether it's health, whatever goal you're working towards, mm-hmm. patience, persistence, consistency. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. We live in a world of instant gratification. Yep. It's okay. If mm-hmm. your goal, if you love what you do and you really want this and it takes 10 years, would you rather do it for 10 years and then get there or would you rather ne- never do it? Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. The time's going to go by regardless. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And persistence. Yeah. There's going to be ups and downs like we talked about. It's going to be tough, but you got to do it. Consistency. Mm-hmm. You got to keep showing up. If you don't show up, there's going to be no practice. Yeah. And one big thing that I've been really diving into Jim Rohn lately and he says, you know, do you want – you have two pains. Two, people live with two pains in life. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Mm. You know, I you know the pain of discipline. There's definitely some pain there, but the pain of regret at the end of the day gets a lot heavier because mm-hmm. that's building up over time. Yeah, discipline's a little bit every day. That's that consistency. You're chipping away, chipping away one percent better every day. One percent better. One percent better. One percent better. But regret. That's that's a heavy heart to handle, and you know. I think that's the one thing that from elderly people on their deathbeds, you know, the one thing that they they can't stand is regret. Mm-hmm. So learn from our elders, which again, we go a whole nother track of how we've lost connection <laughs> yeah, with elders. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I don't want to keep going too long. No, here, is, but I could go all night. <laughs> dude, it's, you know, it's beautiful, man. And like, you know, uh, what I'll end with, too, is like something Zach said the other day, uh, Shlomo and I's buddy that, you know, you met yep. too at the Ice and Iron. He says, if you don't challenge yourself, your life will become a challenge, you know? And like, that was something that like really like was like an aha moment for me. And, you know, one of the things like that, you know, or like the last thing that I'll, that I'll say here is really like for everyone listening, like, what is it that you want your YO universe to look like? Because at the end of the day, you are the conscious creator mm. and we have been disempowered, right? Even if you don't understand it, whatever, just start writing down what you want, right? Write that down. You're now in the 1% because 99% of people do not write that down and there's no judgment there. It's just a thing. It's neutral, and, and right? write it down. Don't just think it. Yeah, you exactly. Write it, down. write it down. Yeah. And then say it aloud, right. you know, and just see what happens. Rob, where can I send people to find you, uh, to learn from you, to work with you, connect with you, and just vibe with you, brother? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. This was awesome. I think we <laughs> dude, got into a nice so little fun, flow. Dude. We got into a nice little flow there. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what time it is. But yeah, right. it could have been two hours, could have been six. <laughs> right? yeah. I don't know, but that was awesome. So, yeah. 
I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, that this has been a really fun journey, and you know, listen to Ryan's podcast. You know, you're in the right place. So <laughs> definitely appreciate you for having me. And so the best place to find me is um, probably Instagram. Whole Health Connections is you know my main platform I use. Um, also, my website wholehealthconnects.com. And again, it's not Whole Health Connections because that domain costs $2,500. <laughs> so I decided to go for the $20. I yeah. think it was the wholehealthconnects.com. Um, you know, if you want to send me an email, my DMs on Instagram do get a little bogged down at times. So if you want, you know, to be one of the few people that email me, you can go to wholehealthconnections at gmail.com. And that is definitely a way to get the top of my inbox because there's not yeah. as much coming in there as it is on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a little bit more about me. If you're in the Boston area, we'd love to have you at Nice and Iron. Mm. Even if you're not in the Boston area, we're starting to do an online community for Ice and Iron, which we're really excited about. Um, more details on that to come. You know, I offer a lot of opportunities in the superfoods business. If you've ever considered growing superfoods business, um, whether that's part-time, full-time, you know, we have a great mentorship program, community, and all that. Um, there's a lot of organic products I work with. Share those. I've got some discount codes. Um, and yeah, my job is to help people be the best version of themselves, health connections, connecting the dots to wellness. So Ryan, thank you, my brother, brother, dude. And I got one last question for you, right? But you've been on before, so I can't ask you the same one I usually ask. So I changed it a little bit, right? But that question is, if someone listening could only make one change to their health to highly optimize their life, what would Rob Carney suggest that change be? I'd say improving the quality of your water. Mm. And that's a close second with optimizing your movement Mm. because, again, we're very sedentary. We're also drinking a lot of shitty water. <laughs> so I'd say that's kind of, I'm going to give two. I'm going to give two here. So yeah. I'd say getting quality water. And like we said, you know, spring water, you got to find the spring.com. It's, it really is that simple. You got to find the spring.com. <laughs> it shows you where springs are around your area. And again, movement, like we said, you know, whether that's exercise, walking, whatever your movement is, we're just moving the body more, more often and not, again, not letting the ego drive. You don't want to injure yourself. Let me tell you from experience, you don't want to overdo the exercise, <laughs> but find that balance and add those tools to your arsenal. Clean water, good movement. Hell yeah, brother. And uh, I love that you put two. We'll allow it, you know. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, just, okay. I just love saying that, you know. <laughs> Guys, every time I leave, Rob, I am charged up, inspired, and full of love. His ability to bring full presence to each conversation, endeavor, and relationship in his life is admirable and something I have learned a lot from since first meeting him. Rob is on a fast track to help change the health of the world one individual at a time. And if you are currently dealing with any issues pertaining to your health, especially after the year we've had, reach out to Rob for personalized options designed to help you get your life back, your happiness back, and most importantly, your independence back. On the subject of independence, one of the main goals of this show and business is to help people realize how capable they truly are of going out on their own and embracing their independence in the world. And by each one of you sharing this show with the people you love and leaving a review on iTunes, you are helping me in accomplishing that goal, which I am eternally grateful for. Rob, thank you so much for coming back on and helping people get their power back with regards to their health. And until next time, my friend, journey well, be well, love and light over to you. Namaste.
What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, dot com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.